break room. Our daily show that you updated on just what's going on in nerd news. And today, you know what's going on? That Thor trailer that came out last night, baby. And uh, we're going to be getting into Thor, gore, and so much more. Uh, with me to uh, dissect our multiple uh, gods of thunder, I've got my good friends, uh, Mr. Thomas Bechtold. That's right. Thunder in the sheets, thunder in the streets. My thunder is never discreet. I'm talking about farts. Baby. Uh, oh we, yes, he is. We've got oh oh yeah, she is. We've got the wonderful Jessica Clemens here. I don't have any puns as good as Tommy. We all know I can't think on the spot like Tommy. No, nobody can. He's 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 one of a kind. And then uh, not not one of Thank a kind. God. We've got the dime a dozen, Mr. Brandon Barrett. Yes, the dime a dozen. <laughs> Though it should be noted, I was the body model. Chris Hemsworth for this film. Uh, he called me up. He's been, I, yeah. he's been working out to get to my level. My level. I was like, that butt looks familiar. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, he's like, you show me from the front, but it's Brent's back door that gets on screen. Well, and also both both because you're a noted butt model, but also you already had those tattoos, right? Yes, I already had the tattoos. You might be saying, what tattoos? There's a breakdown coming to the channel any any oh. minute now. Tattoos touched up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New Rockstars will be zooming and enhancing. In fact, they might have already done that already, depending on uh, when you're watching this. But let's get right into this Thor news. Oh, real quick. We appreciate your chats. This is live, though we are shooting this remote. You might be seeing this and being like, that looks like a show they probably pre-taped. No, we are 100% live right now. Uh, we have some studio issues, so we, we can't shoot in our gorgeous uh, normal studio. We'll be back there on Thursday. But for the next couple of days, we are, we are shooting this remotely from each of our uh, individual domiciles. Uh, but we appreciate your super chats. We'll be coming back to the chat frequently throughout the show to hear what you have to say. Throw your uh, Thor trailer thoughts in the chat. Uh, when we hit multiples of 100 bucks on super chats, which is so kind and generous of, of everybody that's throwing us a few doubloons there, uh, it unlocks our swear jar. And the swear jar, like a genie's lamp, uh, when it's unlocked, it releases a swear. The first host that notices this is allowed to go on a profanity-filled tirade, okay? Uh, we're not supposed to cuss until then. You, you be the judge of that. But first and foremost, we gotta do the headlines. <laughs> Brandon. Oh, There's a headline dance, a little headline dance. Nice dance. <laughs> um, well, of course, off of the Thor Love and Thunder second trailer that dropped last night, uh, we've got a lot of news related to that release. Uh, an exchange in the trailer, we've, we've been debating this, talking about this all, all day. An exchange in the trailer suggests that Jane Foster might have been blipped, right? We've been debating this back and forth, and actually I think Brandon has the definitive answer. Uh, when Thor is like, or, or Jane says, what has it been, like three or four years? And Thor responds, eight years, seven months, and six days, give or take. Uh, now, some people have been debating, the difference between those two numbers is roughly five years, could that mean that she was blipped for five years? Brandon, you've done some research on this. Yeah, I thought I remembered her being blipped and I thought that was like well known. I went back, I looked at the, the scene in Endgame when they're kind of, when Tony's back from space and they're all kind of debriefing and checking notes and they're showing a bunch of faces on the screen. They show Eric Selvig, they don't show Jane Foster, but then in the script for Endgame, the shooting script for Endgame, it's there's a bunch of names that are listed that you so you are supposed to see who was blipped, and she's listed there. 
Now the script had also listed Wong initially, and then that was like later revealed that, oh, Wong did and Blippi became the Sorcerer Supreme. Very important, we know. If you remember that when they made those character posters, the ones that like were in black and white were the people who had been blipped. The ones who were in color were people who hadn't. Wong was one of the color ones that hadn't been blipped, but the script had said he was. So we we didn't always know for sure if Jane, it was always assumed that Jane was. It seems I found a bunch of articles from like 2020 saying she had been blipped. But now we, I think this pretty much says she was blipped for okay. sure, for real, confirmed. Blipped, confirmed. Maybe they would have made that uh, even more obvious if they knew for sure she'd be coming back to film another MCU movie. <laughs> yeah, I think they were waiting to see, like, do we just keep her blipped forever? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, the trailer also revealed or hinted at a ton of different cosmic entities, right? We knew there were going to be a lot of gods in this movie, but like cosmic entities, like the Living Tribunal, Death, uh, and we're actually going to be coming back to that later in this show with our break room breakdown mm -hmm. that Jessica is going to lead us on. So put a pin in that if you're if you're chatting about those. We we know those. We we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, we also got our first full look from the front. Speaking of full frontal of <laughs> Russell Crowe Zeus, and uh, you know as promised by Taika Waititi, this is a performance from Crowe that we haven't seen before. Full bushy beard. Yeah, Greek yeah. accent. What? Yeah. What? How would you define that accent, Tommy? It, it, to me, it sounded like a Greek man trying to come. Let me sell you Italian pizza pie on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, would you like a, a a pizza with olives and uh, and onions for seven dollars? It costs five cents to make. We also sell euros. Uh, we also sell uh, Salisbury steaks. This is a I deep cut for those Hollywood yeah, Boulevard a, yeah, stands out there. <laughs> It is. We only got a few words from him, but it was a jarring accent. Neither his native yeah, Australian nor the kind of like American-ish accent he adopts for most of his film work. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, and immediately after the trailer dropped, we got a brand new poster released to the official Twitter page of the movie. John, do we have that asset we can roll? Ooh, nice. Very nice. And in an interview with Total Film, director Taika Waititi said, Fans assume it's the passing on of the torch. I don't think that's the case. Interesting. Taika. Yes. Well, Hemsworth has been one of the few original Avengers that is like, I will keep doing these movies. I do not want to stop playing Thor. I mean, if you remember when they originally released, like, the salaries of those guys, it was like, Robert Downey Jr., insane salary. I think Ruffalo or Ruffalo as Hulk was getting a decent amount of money because of his career. Hemsworth got like $250,000, something like that. So I'm sure now that he's commanding seven figures and then some, he's like, and, I, and also I'm sure he legitimately enjoys the roles. And I, I mean, they have to be a blast to make those movies. That's a really fun cast of people that are not really known to be like assholes yes. in real life, or sorry, <laughs> jerks in real life. Oh, so apologies, Tommy. sorry, sorry. That was an honest slip of the tongue. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I hope uh, I, I, I hope Hemsworth. Yes. I hope they do a Thor five, Thor six. I hope Hemsworth is the real life Jason yeah. Voorhees. Like just keeps. <laughs> but he seems to really have found a collaborator that he jives with with yeah. Taika Waititi. Yeah. Right, those yeah. two both seem to have a great time both making these movies and like kind of you know filming them as well. Yeah. Right. Now I have a question. Sorry, not to dip into the headlines myself. As you know, my my high tech computer can't see the script. <laughs> But I did have a hand in constructing it today. 
and I don't think I, I put this in. Do you guys think that Korg narrating the trailer was a device for just the trailer? Or do you guys think that he's going to be the narrator of the film? Because it felt conveniently con- conjuncted for like for a trailer. I yeah. And I think that like I think, I think he I, is going to be the narrator for the film, but I don't think he's going to narrate the entire film. I think it's the beginning and then it closes at the end. Kind of imagine if you will um I can't remember the play. Uh it's on HBO Max now, but I think it's going to start oh, in, in the heights. I, yes, it's going to yes. be in the beginning and at the end. Um also because I I guess I have theories to how Gore the God Butcher will play into this, so we can talk about that later. But that Oh I mean I will say Gorg is voiced by Taika Watiti, who directed the film, who probably like helped cut the trailer, maybe. And it might he might have just been in the booth and been like, I'll just make it seem like Gorg's narrating this and it's not gonna be in the film at all. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't doubt I bet that scene we see him open the trailer where he's like talking to some little blue kids or whatever. That is probably certainly in the movie, but he, that's the only time he's on screen actively narrating. So all the narration after that, yeah, could have been VO. His whole like spoke too soon line, Jake Foster shows up. Yeah, yeah like, definitely yeah. could have been just for the trailer. Why not? Yeah. Right, uh, right. But I, I and I, I, like I agree Jess's with Jess that it'll probably be a fun framing device in that way where we, we open with it and we come back to it. Especially because. I mean, that's how Ragnarok opened. I was, say, opened I was like, that's Thor, how the, the yeah. Ragnarok opened with him narrating himself being trapped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you could also see it. A lot is going to happen to Thor. Like, you, you get a sense of, like, his whole, like, journey of self, you know, having his uh, jeans and, and, and cut off sleeves and, like, trying to hang out with the Guardians and stuff like that. That all might be in the first 15 minutes of the movie, you know? And, like, the, the narration might kind of help fuel that as, like, a montage before we get into the the Jane and the Gore um, storylines. Yeah. Yeah. I um, love his, like, gold mask, ridiculous gold mask helmet thing, yeah. too, which is so crazy. I love the gold. I feel like that's, like, the Odin inspiration, right? You know, I don't think yeah. Valkyrie's taking over for Odin. She's obviously like the king of Asgard, but like I think he's getting some of that like all father magic in imbued into like his armor and his like new helmet and stuff. It was so ridiculous. I loved it. High on the ridiculous scale. Uh, shifting <laughs> away for a minute, we're coming back. We've got a lot to talk about with that Thor trailer, but in some DC news, James Gunn tweeted out a cryptic photo of Bloodsport potentially indicating that the character would be returning uh, to the DCEU, either in the upcoming Amanda Waller TV show planned for HBO Max or the planned Suicide Squad sequel. Uh, When asked if the photo confirmed Bloodsport's return, Gunn simply replied, that would be nice, wouldn't it? I mean, there's even potentially could come back for Peacemaker season two, right? Yeah. Right, sure. Yeah, I I uh, I love like James Gunn being like I don't know I tweeted that out. So does that mean he's coming back? I can't <laughs> I can't stand James Gunn's tweets. Uh, hot take hot take. I'm so done with them. I and it, I didn't recognize it until we started doing this dang show that I started recognizing mm-hmm. how many like how many times we have to talk about him tweeting <laughs> because he always yeah. he just does well, it like from his toilet. He literally is just like <laughs> I'm gonna play with this nerd a little bit, and I'm like. Yeah. And, and I, ironic that you've taken a stance against James Gunn's current <laughs> tweets, which is, you know, I think pretty a pretty hot take, as you said. Most people look at James's older work with a more. Well, and, well, and as, I, as somebody who's had Twitter bite him in the butt at least once, 
You would think he'd maybe like reconsider yeah. some of his social media presence, but not maybe not. It's also worked out well for him in other instances. So wasn't there supposed to be like right. a standalone film for the Will Smith dead shot mm-hmm. character yes. who Bloodsport essentially replaces? So maybe they just kind of they could be shifting those resources over <laughs> if it's still in the budget. I don't know. Will there's just Will Smith erasure all over Hollywood now. They're like The yeah. Rock will be Gene. They're like I quick, mean, quick. Like pretty soon, like they're they're gonna do Bad Boys with Martin Lawrence and like. I don't know, Joseph <laughs> or something. Well, to be, a to, of be bad fair, boys. to be fair, there, this particular Will Smith erasure happened way before the slap, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, I, and it I'm might be due to his his rate as a huge movie star kind of dictating the terms of his film yes. appearances, whereas maybe you could get Idris Elba for, you know, a bargain compared to Mr. Smith. Um, uh, oh, The Last of Us director, and now I can't, pronounce this this person's name very well Kantemir Balagov apologies uh gave an interview to comicbook.com where he acknowledged that the show is still in production and will probably release early 2023 haven't heard of anything about it for a little bit sick awesome can't wait and that's we that is starring uh Pedro Pascal I believe so yeah I think that's yeah is that HBO yeah HBO. It is an a, well. It was a, I mean, it was an HBO show when they first announced it, but I know sometimes they move around. But I believe yes, that is an HBO. We might be covering that here on the channel when it comes out. We'll see. We'll see what the appetite is for Never it. Know. Stuff like this has the potential to blow up and have a huge place in the zeitgeist, or maybe just have its little niche cult following. Hopefully, as we here at New Rockstars through content like the Break Room are able to expand the kind of content we make and the kind of things we cover. Hopefully, something like uh, The Last of Us we can we can cover. And if you're a big Absolutely. fan and you're Absolutely. looking forward to that show. Um, Throw yeah, it in tweet the chat. At, tweet at new rock stars. Hashtag in our break room. We want the last of us. Give us the last of us. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about it in our in our break room. So we might as well talk about it on. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Um, and then finally, uh, the thing we've got to talk about. probably what's... Jess, what is that It's because you're for? corny. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you made you a corn. You, your judgment is corny. Your judgment uh, is corny. And me and the internet are sick of it. Hashtag uh, Hashtag Tommy too corny. <laughs> Tommy too corns. <laughs> Tommy too corny. Anyone tweets hashtag Tommy too corny, they're auto-blocked. You want to see my block maker? You want to see my right hand move faster than it did when I was 14 years old? Tweet yeah, Tommy yeah. too corny. Is that, is that the number two or the T-O-O? I just need to know. Yeah, it's like Scotty. Too, it's like yeah, Scotty. Yeah. I think also Tommy too corny also started trending when people were sending you feet pics, right, Tommy? <laughs> Some of those feet were a little corny. You guys need better shoes. You guys need better shoes. Um, okay, uh, how, how dare we go down this rabbit hole? But um, for, we got to come back to this. Was probably I think this was the thumbnail of this video. Um, we got our first look at Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher mm. in. I don't know if we had predicted accurately, or at least I personally was like, oh, he'll probably have like a CGI face or something like that. Was anybody here thinking it was basically going to look like Christian Bale with with some heavy makeup? I don't think anyone was expecting straight face. And let me say, I was fucking shocked when I saw it. That's right. Check the document. Check the document. Where's the document? We hit a hundred bucks on the swear jar, thus unlocking uh, Brandon's effusive nice. F-bomb. Thank you to Owen Judd, Chrissy, I, I Mark loved, Payne. I loved the all the other it. folks. 
John Ayton, who helped us get there. I see the people saying that this is pre-recorded again in the chat. We, I see your guys' comments. Don't acknowledge them. Don't acknowledge the haters. I see okay. your we will. We'll get to you. We'll get we're, to you, We're chat. real. We'll get we're to you. We're real. Um, um, but I was really shocked. You have this beautiful, bold-colored film going on, and this guy walks in like he's doing a, a, a college production of Macbeth or something like that. Like, so dramatic. And yeah, just a very normal face. I'm glad they didn't do the weird nose. It would have been too Voldemort-y. I think we've already had that. Like, I love just seeing the bail, the full bail, baby. Put it out. Yeah. Give me the full bail, the full hay bail. Well, and people have talked yeah. about, like, if you were going to do a full CGI, like, do you then need to hire such an iconic actor as Christian? Right. You know what I mean? If, if Like, we all know that face. We've seen the bottom half of that face in some of the best uh, superhero movies of all time right like um to not then show us that face would would and, and his ability to act through his facial expression mm -hmm. feels this like is, we would lose something there this is the antithesis of malekith right like this is doing the exact opposite like not putting too much makeup on the actor and letting him just perform and, and be awesome yeah. i love the I, I really like what they did with the oh when, when they first, and I, I apologize if you hear loud banging noises, <laughs> my neighbors just got married. No, uh, they're taking the- uh, Thomas. They're taking the dump, they're ta they're, they do the dumpster removal on Tuesdays. I they forgot. just got married. Right Is that what they time. call it, doing the old so dumpster there's gonna removal, be a lot huh? of, <laughs> Yeah, they're doing the dumpster removal. Uh, no, I, I remember when they first announced the casting of Christian Bale in, in this movie, and there had already been, we already knew that the Guardians were going to be in the movie, and there was a bunch of, and I was like, I'm so sure this is going to be a, a CGI voice performance, because when I, it seems like a lot of times when you get someone like, like when Bradley Cooper did Guardians of the Galaxy, you're like, yeah, because he, you know, I mean, he did a great job, as, does a great job as Rocket's voice, but it's not as as uh, painstaking as going yeah. to set never, every day. And, didn't and James Gunn say that him and Vin Diesel have, like, never been on set, even, because they don't need to? Uh, oh, I just kept imagining that he was that, going to yeah. look like Ronan, um, yeah. and I kind of oh, got that, yeah. so I think I'm yeah. fine. I'm content with it. I just assumed they would, like, try to make him look like Ronan. I, I'm just happy that we're getting a physical... Mm. Uh, Christian Bale yes. performance. You and, can and, still so. see him too a little. I love that you can see and hear him still. And you're like, this is just Christian Bale mad at the gods. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Not, not as much acting as, as you might think. Um, well, I also say you definitely get the sense, even though we got some good looks at him in this trailer, and we're going to talk about some more specific parts of the, the gore um, presentation that we got there. But like, we have only seen the tip of the iceberg. We haven't seen this guy fight that much. We haven't seen him move. We don't know what kind of power this uh, weapon he has is. And so that, that's our transition here. We see this beautiful shot of him gr grabbing the hilt of this sword, probably confirming that's the necro sword. I believe that's what thinking. it's it's supposed to be i unless they're going to show us another one at some point i don't know but <laughs> we can assume that's the necro sword it looks pretty black necroy pretty necroy yes. pretty dark pretty evil <laughs> and they're making a, a point right like giving that its own shot its own kind of long shot in the trailer right to draw attention to it this is an important part of this character yeah i really Brandon, don't Oh, I was just going to say, can you tell us a little bit about the Necro Sword? Yeah, the Necro Sword was created by Null, who was like the progenitor of all of the dark symbiotes. You know, he's the evil, dark elder god. And he made the Necro Sword, which was like the very first symbiote. And uh, he and supposedly the Necro Sword was used to cut off the head of the Celestial uh, in the past. And like a lot of people have theorized in the MCU, nowhere 
you know, the floating head of a dead celestial, that could have been the result of the mm. necro sword being used uh, on on that celestial. And it, it, it does tie in with like, you know, Venom and all that symbiote stuff. And we know that a little bit of the Venom symbiote was left behind in this universe. Uh, so that's very interesting. You know, I, that scene when he's kind of going through all those weird black tentacle looking things, it's very symbiote-esque, mm-hmm. I think. That would be, it would be really cool to tie all that together in this universe. That, I, I definitely got cutting off the head of Nowhere's vibes when he, he plunged that sword into whatever that was. Was it like the head of a giant creature? kind of looks like, like a planet, planet or? maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the sword doing it, if there's something else involved. I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll wait and see. It almost looked like that could be where they were fighting later because that planet was also gray and grayed out. I don't Are you know. talking about the one, the part with him and Valkyrie? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, th- there's a shot just of Gore like plunging like directly into down, right? Um, mm-hmm. though, though let's transition to talking. We get a great look, and this circles back to yesterday's mandatory fun. Not to belabor it, but we did a little <laughs> betting on our predictions for the trailer. I can't wait to hear. I and can't I want to shout out, he's not here right now. He's back to being off screen, but off screen producer John had the most accurate prediction, I believe, right? John! In that he's, he mm-hmm. predicted that we were gonna see like the moment maybe right before a beloved character dies. Now, mm-hmm. we all got our fingers crossed for Valkyrie, but that is not her demise, that, that fight scene we see, but not looking good for her. She's going one-on-one with Gore in that Wait, moment. Wait, so is that, was that John's Set. bet? John bet that Valkyrie would die? He, he offered it up in a few of us put some money. that's right. I scored it eight to one. John betting that Valkyrie's going to take her last breaths coming in it. I actually might have been 12 to one. I'm not sure what the odds were. You got to Dear Lord. Much. It was eight to one that Valkyrie was going to die in a fight. And I'm not going to lie to you. After looking at the tapes, it looks like that most likely happened. More on this in the mandatory fun segment. Um. And, and like, what a cool contrast. And I guess this also segues with, as Brandon mentioned, every time we see Gore in this um, trailer, it's it's this grayscale kind of, like, the colors are muted, almost like as if he has that presence about him. Like, he kind of turns things black and white anytime he's in, in the space. And that's such a contrast with, it looks like, we've been speculating, is Valkyrie swinging, like, one of um, Zeus's lightning bolts in there? Yeah. yeah, that's what it looks like there, for sure. Yeah, and so there's this huge contrast in color and vibrancy in their fight. Now, real quick, what do we think is the outcome of that battle? I mean, I would hate to lose Valkyrie, but I, got if we're, I think some big character has to die to really give Gore some stakes, right? Some, some heavy stakes. I think the outcome of that battle is Tessa Thompson is available for Creed 4, <laughs> Westworld Season 5, and any other projects that you may want to hire her for beyond the role Ooh, of Wow. I think that it's a battle scene between more than just those two. I think those are the only two that we saw sure. in the shot. I, I'm still hmm. thinking it's going to be Jane Foster that's going to mm-hmm. die, I guess, like, I, I'm uh, still not yeah. only for the backstory, but because in like uh, Thor, God of Thunder, the issues Thor basically uh, lo- like cuts off the okay. So uh, okay, so basically in Thor, God of Thunder, the issues uh, like 
one through like 14. Thor and Gore the God Butcher are going at it. Thor cuts off his hand. He comes back and he's like, you know what? I'm going to get a hold of the timekeeper or the time whatever. And I'm going to destroy all of the people before they're like even born when they're babies and thor is like no and he gets help from all the other different versions of himself that could be jane foster and all of those ones die to gore except for thor thor mm -hmm. encompasses the bomb itself and becomes like a little symbiote demon man and i think not <laughs> symbiote demon man but i think that essentially will happen is jane's gonna die thor is gonna try his hardest to like redeem everything and then kill gore in that way but is 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 Thor the MCU franchise that kills the most main like like top level characters? I mean, both his parents mm -hmm. gone, brother gone, uh, the uh, Carl Urban's character gone, all of his friends gone, Heimdall, that whole well, gang. Heimdall is Loki all died during Infinity War, so I don't know if we'll count that as a Thor death. They die in Infinity War. Okay. Um, <laughs> also, Loki, as portrayed by Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> he died several times in many Thor films, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good true, point, true, Tommy. True, true. There's no, there's no Pepper Potts, uh, Happy Hogan death scenes that we've had to uh, belabor. No. You know, we 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 lost like I'm trying to think in like I guess Ca Peggy Carter dies of old age. <laughs> Captain America, yeah. literally, yeah, no, right? I mean, like, yeah, I think I, mean, I think you're right, Tommy. Uh, Thor really has like lost the most. It's something we talked about on a, I talked about on a big question with, with uh, uh, MT once was just like, yeah, Thor really doesn't have anything. He's lost so much of what is part of the prophecy of like Ragnarok and Asgard and the cycle. Right. And the whole thing mm -hmm. with like Asgard is, is it resets constantly. Uh, and all the, mm -hmm. all the Asgardians are born again and Odin's born again and Thor is born again. And it's like a, a cycle. And the fact that Ragnarok has happened, Odin is dead. Loki is dead. Asgard is dead. I mean, Asgard is, is people. Not, it's not a place. But yeah. uh, it's almost like Thor's just hanging around and like doesn't want to reset right. the cycle. Um, and I think that would be an interesting thing if Thor did die and the next yeah. Thor is the rebirth of Thor or something like that. I, well, that's what I'm holding on to. I think Thor is going to, when he gets that symbiote, it's going to make him like Doctor Strange right now. Where Doctor Strange is still like... Not bad, but he is bad. I mean, wouldn't you know that be the irony if they bring in the Dark Avengers, but it's not all these people pretending to be the Avengers. It's all our former Avengers who it's have our turned former evil. Avengers. Like, that would be a, a oh, wild thing. Yes. Oh, God. I would wow. Oh, I would. The Dark Avengers are coming from inside okay, the house. That's, 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 that's the Scarlet Witch. That's a dark Doctor Strange. That's a dark Thor. Oh, like, God. that's a that's a tough team. I mean, Bucky... Bucky's got some weight on his legs. Bucky yeah, yeah. again. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Um. Wow. Well. Happy Hogan's <laughs> lost everyone. Maybe he throws an Iron Man suit on. Or or a Punisher logo. Um. Speaking of eating yes. it up with a spoon, we want to thank our sponsors uh, that help us bring this episode of Break Room to you. Specifically, our friends at Athletic Greens. Um. We thank them so much. Tommy, actually, earlier we had a, a planning meeting earlier. Oh. And that, that container used to have a G1 in it, the signature Athletic Greens product, but he downed it. You were you were housing that thing. Slammed it, housed it, and because I got this very nice bottle from Athletic Greens, I've been pumping water into my system all day. I'm well hydrated. I feel luscious. Ooh. Your skin I looks great. Lubricated. Your skin looks great. Yeah. I'll be honest, guys. We're all going to go see a movie later. I don't mind if you stroke my face. Ooh. Don't, don't tease me. Stroke my face. 
stroke my face in the valley and tell me it's real. What if we stroke faces by the Batman? <laughs> okay, statue? all right. Well, uh, this this Athletic Greens ad read has gone off the rails already, but. Oh, sorry, Athletic Greens. No, Apologies. but I got to say, uh, Dami's truly enjoying the Athletic Greens. We, we've we all tried it and, and do enjoy it. Hopefully when we get back in studio, we can even uh, be trying it some more. In every scoop of AG1, you get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and other great stuff that makes your face strokeable. Uh, the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, focus, all that great stuff. And, uh, you know, for us and new rock stars, look at that. Tommy's a, <laughs> a real, a real purring kitty today. Um, it's, it's, we mentioned yesterday, it's a big deal. Cause like we're running around, you know, we got to scramble and figure out how to do this show remotely. We've got to scramble and figure out we're going to a Top Gun Maverick screening tonight. Very excited. Uh, and in between all this running around and making this content, sometimes it's hard to get the kind of nutrition and the nutrients you need. Athletic Greens makes that easy because in one scoop, you get kind of everything taken care of. All that and it's affordable. For cheaper than a, a coffee shop coffee, you can kind of take care of all your nutritional needs for the day, uh, like buying yourself some nutritional insurance. Uh, and right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com breakroom, or you can click the link in this video's description. Again, that's athleticgreens.com breakroom to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you to our friends at Athletic Greens. Ah, now Tommy, um, you teased it earlier. Is it that time? Yeah. Uh, what time would that be, Zach? Uh, I mean, I would say MF in time, but <laughs> it's a different, it's a different kind of MF. <laughs> it's time for mandatory fun. <laughs> yes, the segment so nice. We play the graphic twice. Hit it again. <laughs> oh, I miss this. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Today we're only playing the graphic oh. twice. <laughs> Just kidding, oh. we're doing it thrice. Hit it again! Now, as we all know, yesterday we took bets on uh, the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, and for the most part, the house <laughs> cleaned up. I'm not going to lie. You're going to see a Picasso behind mm. me once I get a hold of Zach and Brandon's cash. Everybody cashed out a little safety bet on Gore the God Butcher showing up, but one person... Really cashed in their bet. Brandon also hit, I believe, a part of this as well as part as part of his kill parlay. We got Gore the God Butcher sword fighting against Valkyrie in what I think was confirmed this moment right before her death. You will both be receiving a check from the Thor Love and Thunder Casino uh, sometime in the next 60 to 90 days. Now, today is a new day. Hey Tommy. Hey, hey so Tommy. Hey Tommy. Before I hit again. the graphic again, first yep. of all, there's a 99% chance no one can hear me. Uh, I didn't get paid. I never got paid. Oh, John jo never yeah, got paid. Yeah, producer John is claiming you he did. didn't receive his funds. Wow, you did not. I, get I got paid. nothing. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, the checks will be coming <laughs> out, but I guess if you want. You could pick mandatory fun today. I, I think that that's be. a fair. I think that's a fair trade. I I do love cash, but what I love more than yeah. cash. Is mandatory fun, and I, and I think I have a great idea. Yes. 
Um, okay. Since we didn't get Brandon's wish of a meatloaf song, we got another rendition of Sweet Child of Mine. No complaints, but, you know, it'd be nice to have something yeah. a little bit more yeah. fresh. Okay. Um, yeah. Here's what I want. Uh, I want you guys to pitch me or, or give me your 80s power ballad song so that we have a little bit of variety. I want wow. 80s power ballad uh, for yes. a specific character in Thor Love and Thunder. That's what I want to hear. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. So we're doing 80s power ballads to characters in Thor Love and Thunder, and that is John's payment for a mandatory fund okay. yesterday. He'll be receiving no further compensation. All sales are final. Uh, I think I can handle that. You guys think you can handle yeah, that? I think I think I can handle that. Now, um, I think I think I can handle it, Tommy. And I request to go first, only because as the person with the sure. worst voice, the least musical yeah. training and experience, uh, but a thriving love for '80s power ballads, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a crack at this, knowing that yourself, Brandon, and Jessica are all gonna knock it out of, out of the park. Okay, so. Uh-huh. I'm picking I'm picking a specific character. So this this character is it's from their point of view. Or or at least it's we're looking at this character while we listen to the song. And I'm just I'm not gonna sing the whole song, just a brief snippet. So it's like um take a corg, set him up, let him speak, <laughs> listen up. <laughs> Korg tells a story one time in the name of love and thunder. Korg tells a story one time. Talking Jane Foster. Korg tells a story one time. Gotta set it up. (laughs) Nice. I like it. I like it. Well, I also feel not great about mine. So I will go second. Uh, Mine's a... you know, sing along if you know the song. Uh, it's a Steve Winwood banger oh from the <laughs> 1980s. Sorry, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> so wild, standing there with a sword in her hand. I can't help remember just where she swung at me. Valkyrie, call me Valkyrie, call me Valkyrie, I remember you from Thor 3. Thank you. That was beautiful, so beautiful. Deeper cut, a little bit of a deeper cut, I like it. Both of yours were so good, so good. But I think mine's a little bit better. <laughs> all right, all right. Are you ready? Um, should I tell you what I think the song I chose is? Should we guess? I think you'll be able to guess. I think you'll be able to guess. This is the perfect 80s song. Perfect 80s song. Some would say the number one song of the 80s. I, I don't know if I'd say that, but I probably would. And I'm going to sing in the style of Gore the God Butcher. Not in the style. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to sing as for Gore the God Butcher. Are you ready? Oh. I've been kicked out and denounced religion, crawling through the sand. <laughs> A couple days later, the golden god starts reaching for my hand. I need a god who take a chance on a withered, widowed alien. So give me a symbiote I'm about to throw. 
Oh, I want to kill everybody. <laughs> Only if they're a god to somebody. <laughs> yeah, I want to kill everybody. But they've got to be godly. One more time. Oh, oh I want to kill, kill everybody. everybody. I'm serving Sin City, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I want to kill everybody. But they've got to be godly. Mm. Oh, that was beautiful. I don't want to follow wow. that. I don't want to follow Gore, that. Gore was like, Ooh, Whitney Houston, turn it, turn playback, playback one more time. <laughs> got it. Okay, well, oh, I have to go last, great. I guess. That's a tough act to follow. Yeah. Okay, let me get, I got to get into this. Oh, oh, boy. Yeah, okay. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Oh, I, I went with Tom Petty, and technically this song is early 90s, but it's close to the 80s. It's close to the 80s. Uh, and I will be singing from the perspective uh, of Thor, uh, who hangs dong, who hangs dong in this film, guys. Um, here we go. This is a Tom Petty uh, joint. Sing along if you know it. Um, <clears throat> I met her in a new Mexican town, had a back-talking intern. Always was around when I met her. It was love at first sight. We broke it off later, but that was all right. Me. <laughs> Oh my but God, now she's almost back there. and she's looking real mean. She's got way more muscles than I'd ever seen. Now she's using my she's using my hammer and stealing my thunder. But wait till you see my thunder from down under. Ooh. Uh, from down under. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Last dance with my girlfriend Jane. Got a god title to reclaim. <laughs> I am jealous and that's a sin. I want to be a god again. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Brandon. Yes. I love that the, the sin of jealousy gets a, gets the a highlight in there. Some, some Christian overtones. Wow. That, that you know, uh, folks come here for the sorry. insight into nerdy film and TV shows and trailers, yeah. but they stay for the perfect song uh, parody. Oh my God. First of all, I am absolutely dazzled with all, all of your performances. John, I don't know if you could have imagined. Is that what you wanted, John? In that Is that what you wanted, John? 10 out of 10. Is that what you wanted, 10 out of 10. Yay. 10 out of 10, he says. All right. Well, we're going to send this off to the record executives and make a little bit of a, an album. Maybe it'll be on Spotify. Who knows? There's a poll, there's a poll going uh, in the chat now, right now to see who had the best power ballot. Yeah, the poll will Jessica's decide. Jessica's running winner. away with and it. Maybe the winner. Yes. Well, I, I understand that. All right, guys. I got to put the mandatory fun goblins to sleep with their special song. So hang on a second. Once again, the mandatory fun goblins are John's at rest. John's face. <laughs> Jessica, since you won the song contest, you get to pick tomorrow's oh, mandatory fun. You Ooh. do. Since I won't be here Thursday and Friday, I get to participate oh in it. Because I have a feeling Jessica's mandatory fun will be mandatory uh, unmissable. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. I like that name. Uh, all right. And speaking of uh, Jessica leading something, uh, you're going to uh, talk to us a little bit about the I was, breakdown. I was getting into the What segue. a transition, baby. There. We're going into the break room breakdown. Play, play my graphics. Play my graphics, John. John, yeah, yeah, I don't know how long it is.
The graphic oh, is seven hours long. Today on the break room, uh, or today on the break, uh, the breakdown, the break room breakdown. Ooh, yeah. Is oh, tongue twister is Voss's new video breakdown for Thor: Love and Thunder, the trailer where there's a specific scene where uh, it's Natalie Portman getting her powers through Molnir, but in a room of ancient statues and we're going to talk about those ancient statues let's play the clip first though it is filled with these golden statues that should look familiar to you these are all marvel cosmic entities the clearest one to the far right is the living tribunal but he's not alone because right behind the living tribunal is a bald statue that looks like the watcher uatu the character voiced by jeffrey wright and what if but then if you slide to the left there is a hooded figure a skull presumably lady death who in the comics thanos did all of his dirty stuff for then on the left in the far back there is a bald feminine figure who looks a lot like infinity the sister to eternity and then between them i think that might be eon aka he who waits an offspring of eternity who's associated with the concept of time so what is this place i'm wondering if this could be a shrine to the higher tier of cosmic beings above the god tier perhaps an mcu version of those who sit above in shadow the gods to the gods who oversee the asgardians and lend mjolnir its power perhaps it was these figures who selected jane to wield Mjolnir. Okay. All right, guys. Top of the first. Cubs lead the Reds one nothing. Batting is Suzuki. Pitching is Male. The show is freaking live. All right. Sacrifice fly. They just scored a run. Okay. Show is live. Shut your mouth. Okay. <laughs> I love that. That's how you keep live. I'm proud of you, Tommy. Thank you. Um. So yeah, Voss's little breakdown of everybody that's in that room. Do we think those gods would have anything to do with the powers for? I mean, Jane all this Foster? all this living tribunal stuff lately is so it's got to mean something, right? Like can, can I can I can I relinquish my geek powers for a moment, return them to my fortress of solitude? Can someone explain the living tribunal to me that knows a little more because I am greatly underinformed as to who that character is? You want to do it, Brandon? Well, I'll say what I know. I don't. I, 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 I would probably like, know everything. Cosmic Marvel stuff is some heavy, dense stuff mm -hmm. that really warped my brain as a kid. Uh, but you know, he who or the Living Tribunal kind of judges sits above like a lot of the celestial style entities of the MCU exists in a place of judgment and like was involved in. in the Infinity Saga in the comic books, they actually go before the Living Tribunal to see if like what Thanos did was cool. And the Living Tribunal is like, yeah, that was cool. That was within the bounds of the laws yeah. of the universe to them. Uh, so they kind of make these weird judgments from this like higher plane place. And they kind of sit below like the one above all who would be Stan Lee or Kevin Feige in the MCU. They're kind of this is like the comics always needed someone to play referee. And if you're if you're already on a cosmic mm. level dealing with like celestials and galactus, you need like a referee for that. So he watches who mm. watches, who watches, who watches, you know. Who watches, who watches, who watches, and does yes. nothing to help. Does nothing and, to help. Which is probably yeah. why Gore wants to murder all of us. Uh murder all of them, the gods. Uh <laughs> which makes sense. Wait, so we're he's saying he thinks that these are the Lupin Tribunal is made up of the watcher. Well, the... I, no, I think he's saying that like this room has all these statues to them. I don't think it's like their heads or anything like that. I don't think no. Gore killed these people yeah. necessarily. No. 
Yes. And in fact, like it looks almost like a temple maybe to these characters. These characters exist in some way, maybe not in a way we can see with our eyes Mm -hmm. in this universe. Right. But like this is kind of a temple to their spirits. You know what I thought, too? Eric didn't point out the um, the the statue he kind of says looks a lot like Lady Death. Reminded me a lot of that very toothy statue in the temple on Wonder Gore Mountain. Uh, oh, that, that weird kind of hooded figure. Yeah. I, when I first yeah. saw it, I thought Red Skull. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, baby, Red Skull gets to be oh, in here. Yeah. <laughs> Get him in again. Red Skull. Hey. They put Red Skull up there. Well, they do put villains sometimes I see on a like, skull, like I thought I would never see Red Skull again. And then he popped up uh, in Infinity War. I was like, my guy, Twice. my guy. Oh my god, my guy, my guy. I just don't know if I and maybe you guys can speak more to this than I can. I just don't think those are the people that judge whether or not Jane Foster gets her powers, right? Well, how would the watcher we saw the watcher in what if that's our first like MCU interaction with the mm-hmm. watcher? Uh, and that is specifically like our the watcher, right? So it's like how wh- who is he allowed to allow, like give powers to? He doesn't, he watches things. He watches things from afar. Um, and I'm talking MCU. I'm not talking about what's right. like the comic books are telling us. It's like, if you're going to see the watcher in What If and then see him here, he has to be the same person as he was in What If. Yeah, and haven't they talked about they want to bring the, I thought they specifically said they wanted to bring in Jeffrey Wright into live action at some point. Uh, or maybe, I hope. I, I know the, the bigger story was like animated characters can show up in, Real world things, hence Captain Carter, stuff like that. Uh, but that just does mean Jeffrey Wright could show up as the Watcher, which would be so cool. Uh, that that's a good point, though, Jessica. It, it is weird for like the that the Living Tribunal would get involved here. If all, but the one thing to consider is that like she had the Reality Stone like inside of her as part of her, and a lot of people mm. have been theorizing that that's maybe like what gives her cancer if they're gonna go because they said they're gonna oh. do this cancer storyline if the Reality Stone is like what made her sick. Maybe this is like the cosmos being like, our oh, bad, that shouldn't have happened to you, ma'am. You're you're not supposed to be a pawn on this like cosmic mm-hmm. chessboard, so we're gonna make good on that. I don't know. That yeah. seems I also it's I'm I'm I have this still on my other monitor looking at it. I think there's more statues there we're clearly not seeing. And that they mm-hmm. clearly don't want to show us in the trailer yet. Um I think maybe this is where sure. she drops, lands in, and then she walks down a hallway of like other people that would be like, Oh, that's right. crazy. Maybe she winds up there accidentally. Maybe some latent reality stone energy takes mm-hmm. her there. Something like that. It this that this that room kind of makes me think of like the TVA where it's like everything turned out to be a lie. It's like this the yeah. bigger lie. Uh, maybe this is like Ooh. Kevin Feige's office, and she walks into Kevin Feige's <laughs> office. And it's like I've made it all up. It's all made uh, up. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I can do whatever. Yeah. I want. Well, we also what a tremendous uh, take a. Taika loves a good statue Easter egg, right? We got that Beta Ray Bill giant head uh, in Ragnarok. Um, Who knows? Maybe these will have a huge plot implication. Maybe these are just fun little Easter eggs. There's a couple of super chats I want to call out. First off, Owen Jun saying, uh, I just saw on Thor's back when his cloak is blown off. He's got those big back tattoos, including the Loki horn helmet. Yes. That's something that we go into a lot of detail in in the breakdown coming out on the channel very shortly if it's not already out. Uh, good good eye there, Owen. Um, also, uh, I think John Ayton uh, pointing out the helmet Thor is wearing is straight from the Thor War storyline in the mm-hmm. comic. Oh, okay, I get it now. Good reference. Uh, and then T.D. Jones asking, when will the break room be back in the break when room? When our internet is back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when our internet is back. 
issues at the office, TD Jones. Hopefully, we're fingers crossed for Thursday. Thursday we will be back. Which is ironic. Thor's Thor's day. day. Thor. Oh, I just got chills. <laughs> you guys got chills. I did see. Oh, I just get myself. I did see some chills. people in the chat talking about some of those. Um, you know, a couple of those shots that look like they're framed for more characters than are in them, and maybe people have been mm. painted out. Some people are speculating mm -hmm. Beta Ray Bill. Some people are saying maybe Hercules teams up with these folks. Ugh. Is there anyone that you guys think would be a great, you know, sort of plus one for this movie that could kind of go on the rest of this journey after we sort of say goodbye to the Guardians, you know? Dude, I'm ride or die Hercules. I'm yeah. ride or die. Jessica's Hercules. got me convinced want, on Hercules. I want, I want Hercules. So even if it's at like the post-credit scene, you know, like even if it's just like he comes out of the rubble and is like, "Am I the only one left?" And it's Hercules. Like, <laughs> ah, god, that'd be sick. So Hercules for me. I mean, I would like to see only no uh, somehow, or like I would like hmm. to see an expansion of the symbi symbiotes uh, in the MCU. That's what I'm really hoping comes from this mm -hmm. more than anything. Yeah. I still think they're waiting on that. Maybe they can't. It sucks. It sucks that you have to. We have to wait. We have to wait. We have to wait. Yeah, I'm. I don't want to wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna throw out. I'm gonna throw out a quick wild card, kind of a tangentially related to this, but like Richard Ryder, Nova. Mm. Oh, yeah. Before supposedly that's a story that Kevin Feige really wants to take or really wants to tell. Um, we know the Guardians are gonna be in this. And they're making know. a Nova story, so Dick Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was saying that to the Rough Riders anthem by DMX. So I hope everyone got oh, that, that. That that would be our, our late '90s uh, power ballad uh, oh, episode sorry, of bad. this. My yeah, bad. that's that's tomorrow. Yes. We did we did do a we did do a poll earlier asking that the chat thought we would see Null in the MCU uh, and the symbiotes and stuff, and 65% said yes. So chat, you know. You're making it happen. You're putting speaking truth to power. That's, through, that's through betting the, the over. It's always going to yeah, be yeah. more fun to assume that something will happen than it will never happen. You want to bet yeah, the so over. Always bet the yeah, over. It's, it's just and a then, better, it's a better, it's just a to be time. definitive, who had the best power ballad? A landslide. Jessica coming in at 72% yeah, sure. of the poll. Wow. Followed, Those are big followed distantly by Tommy at 11, Brandon at 10. And you know what? This is four and a half more, more points than I thought I'd get. 5% for me. Thank uh, you. I'll write I mean, you got a you got a lot of love in the chat, Zach. Uh, yeah. Dominique Thompson was asking, uh, was pointing out you change topics like a boss, uh, and they want to start calling these segways zagways. <laughs> oh, that's oh. Good. I think that's good. I actually invested a lot of money into zagways <laughs> in the uh, mid aughts. Took a you bath. know the creator of zagways bad. died on a zagway. Oh, no. zagway. <laughs> oh, what does that say about me? Speaking of what it says about me and dying, that's the end of the episode, folks. Um, <laughs> what a Zagway. Zagway right there. What a Zagway. Wow. That was Gucci we, Gucci right there. Zagway. We appreciate you all joining us. Oh, and tune in tomorrow. Last night, or tonight, I'm sorry, three quarters of us, including Philip and off-screen producer John, some other folks, are going to see an early screening of Top Gun Maverick. We will talk about it tomorrow. We're seeing it in IMAX tonight in Burbank. Um, and we're going to um, feel the need for speed throughout the rest of the week, probably dropping in some thoughts and some some big hits. Look, look for uh, some photos on social media, probably. But we thank you for watching today. We thank all the folks in the chat, all those cool super chatters, Travis Furman, Martin, uh, Elijah Bowser, 
Keegan TV coming at us from Canada, I believe. Alejandro Rodriguez. Our friend Chrissy had some great uh, Thor knowledge we did not get to. Thank you, as always, Chrissy. Um, tune in tomorrow, the rest of the week. Thursday, we will be sans our good friend, Tommy Bechtel, but we will be back in the break room studio. Uh, let's all go rewatch that that trailer and rewatch the um, New Rockstars breakdown. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>